Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It ain't easy now. How could I move forward when I keep looking backward? I'm just standing still. How can I fight this obsession? Have I not learned my lesson? Maybe I never Pittsburgh Steeler fans, hello, welcome to the Curtain Call Podcast. I'm Jeffrey Benedict, the host here, my co-host for the Curtain Call is Shannon White. Shannon, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Brother GB. I'm just, we're getting closer and closer to 8 o'clock tomorrow night, and I'm excited. Best time. It's one of the best times of the year. It is one. There's other ones, but you know, there's a reason we call it football Christmas. Yes. And, uh, it's, it's a great time of the year. <laughs> we have a guest scheduled for tonight. Something that's falling through here. Something we, he may, if he joins us, he joins us. Otherwise, Shannon and I are, we're going to be here to talk about the draft. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully there's a third person joining us soon. <laughs> Shannon. All the off-season moves, all all the all the pickups, all the people who have left, all the things that have happened. What is your number one move of the off-season so far? What's the biggest one the Steelers have done in your mind? There's been some really good ones. Colbert's mm-hmm. wanting to go out with a bang. I think he's done an excellent job. Trubisky, I think, was the the best guy to bring in. Because you're not having to give up draft capital. He's not costing you a fortune. Number two overall pick. A lot of athleticism and potential there. I think he fits in with the Steelers really well, with the, the culture and with what they're going to be trying to do. So, But I just, I really, I'm, I'm excited about Miles Jacks. But I would like to see him replace Bush, not play with Bush. So I'm, I'm I'm hoping Bush makes big, you know, rebounds this year. But I just don't know if we've if we've got two guys that are a little bit small to hold up. I'd like to see a true buck in there, and I don't know about Buddy Johnson. But I guess I was most excited about Daniels because I think you get a 24 year old guy with four years experience in the NFL proven to come in and he's immediately the best offensive lineman on the Steelers. He has loads of potential. He's very technical. You can move him to center if need be. I, I'm, I've just really been excited about his acquisition. Yeah, he's a good one. And he certainly fits what Matt Canada is, is wanting to do 
with the offense, with his outside zone ability, his mobility, his his strength. He's he should be a good one. With the addition of Daniels, and of course, uh they re-signed Chikwumo Core for you've got Dan Moore at the other tackle. You've got I'm drawing a blank on the other guy they signed. Cole. Yeah, Mason Cole. Cole. Yes. Um does that impact your view if the Steelers drafting an offensive lineman? And where where does offensive line fall on our needs list with the acquisitions the Steelers have had? I don't think you have to – again, they're in a situation they covered any glaring holes since they brought back Terrell Edmonds. So I'm happy about that because they can really look at best player available in each round. So it's very rare that you can do that. But I think they can this year. I'd love to have a a tackle, a young tackle to, to add into this uh, equation and develop. I don't know if there's one in, in, that would fall to the stores in the first round that I would be willing to go in the first. I like pinning a lot. Pinning is, is he's nasty, he's athletic, but he's raw and he's from a small school and he's just going to need some time. And I think he'll eventually be a right tackle. I don't think he's he's going to be a left tackle. So I'd rather see him in the second round. But I, I'm like you. I don't know if they really need to reach for an interior guy right now because they've really done a good job uh, of restocking the talent in the interior. Yeah, I was – for a long time, I've been pushing Tyler Linderbaum. Uh, that's, I, love, I love a dominant center, and he ha- he looks the part – Obviously, last year we both wanted Creed Humphrey. You were you were yeah. banging the drum for him in the first <laughs> round, wherever you could get him. Um, so I'm I'm a I'm a Linderbaum fan. I'm I'm a fan of the idea of drafting a guy early, and he's he's from the right kind of system. He's from a great college program for that. But even I'm like, you know, the offensive line. I love you. You can never have too much talent in the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Is that your whole offense has to run behind it? I mean, they have to. They don't have a choice. Uh, but yeah, even I'm like, kind of like, yeah, I don't, I don't think they're going to go there. Not with the depth on the interior that they have, especially they're three deep at center, right? Mm-hmm. If Kendrick Green can play center, it, Mason Cole can play center and they've got JC Hassenhauer who last year, last year, given Kendrick Green was playing some, some, his worst football of the season at that point, I think he hit that rookie wall. I think he kind of yeah. getting in his own head a bit, uh, so he was at his low point. J.C. Hassenhauer was an upgrade mm-hmm. on him there for for the rest of the season. That's a lot of depth. That's and not, Daniels was the center at Iowa. Yeah, he was the center at Iowa, so, and he has played got some four. center. I, I don't know. Do you do you think he's in play? Do you think the Steelers would would put him in competition for starting center? I think that I've said before. I'd love to see him mix and match. You know, yeah. during the training camp and preseason games, because you never know when an injury is going to happen, and you want to have guys who have that position versatility. And honestly, when you consider a core four can play on the left, and Moore could probably play on the right. He has a chip, but I think he could. Pretty much every guy has is can be interchangeable, because we yeah. know Dotson's a natural right tackle. I mean, a right guard, even though he's been playing on the left last year. So. Yep. Um, yeah, I would I would try to get him some snaps there because uh, you don't want to have a repeat of the last couple of years. I, I never want to see the Steelers have one of the worst offensive lines in the league again. Yeah, that's that's not good. No, it's a well, nightmare. It's good. <laughs> and and they don't have they don't have what like a twenty twenty eight year old twenty nine year old Ben Roethlisberger like they did in two thousand and eight where he just yeah. I mean ran for his life through defensive linemen to the ground just to complete passes and. I mean, won a Super Bowl doing it. I don't think any I've, – I've been on the record. I'll go on it again. I don't think any other Super Bowl in the NFL the last 40 years wins a Super Bowl with that, off, with that offense that he had yeah. that year, yeah. couldn't run the ball, couldn't pass block, couldn't run block, didn't matter. Ben Roethlisberger still got it done, even with that defense. I don't think many quarterbacks last the season, let alone make the plays he had to make in the postseason for the Steelers to, to to win a Super Bowl that year. But, yeah, you don't want to go there. Mm-hmm. You, you'd much rather be the 2004 Steelers where you have a new quarterback and you can ease him in with an offensive line that's just flat-out dominant than, 
you know, asking him to be what Ben Roethlisberger was in 2008 when he was incredible. Yep. Ben was so unique. That's what I love about superstar players. Some guys are unique. Like Hines Ward is unique among wide receivers. That's why, regardless of numbers of people argue, I think he should be in the Hall of Fame because he was unique at the position. Ben Roethlisberger was unique at the position. You know, Mel Blood, there's different guys that were just unique. And most quarterbacks that's ever played the game, not winning the Super Bowl that year, yeah. They wouldn't have survived it. Being just how big and strong and, and physical he was, he was able to. You know, we don't want that for Trubisky. Trubisky's a different kind of quarterback, obviously. But I think he's going to fit what we all believe they're going to do this year. And if they do, and they add a couple of pieces in this draft, which there's a lot of talent there, they could surprise some people. I, I still think they're one year away another off season to really be a contender, but Hey, you know, get a, get a couple of really good picks. You never know. They could surprise us all, or at least me. <laughs> Do you think, cause I, I like how you stated that. And that's kind of giving me, giving me a thought here. Uh, how you stated Ben was unique. Heinz Ward was a unique player. Mm-hmm. Jerome Bettis was yep. a unique kind of player with his size, but his, but he was more of an agile runner. The Steelers have had a lot of unique players. Antonio Brown. No one, no one had done Antonio Brown stuff at his size and his production level. That was just – it changed the game. Everyone's like, he can't mm-hmm. be a number one receiver. He's too small. And now, how? that's not even a question for receivers. Like, you're 5'10". Oh, you could be a number one receiver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is not even a thought process. Whereas when Antonio Brown was on the rise, people were like, no, 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 he's too small. You know, he can't be the best receiver in the NFL because he's short and he's not a super fast guy. You can't do that. Is there any, we'll start with the quarterback. Is there any quarterback in this draft that you think could be that kind of unique talent, that kind of unique player that is special and and unlike other players that really stands out and could be something special in this league? Well, I'm glad you said it because it, it brought back something I, I, we was talking about just a minute ago, and I got to bring it back up. I don't know if you've seen the little clip that they show the T-Rex from the Toy Story, and he's talking about <laughs> his little arms, and then they're comparing Linderbob to that T-Rex. Yeah. So they got a big head, and they got little arms. So that's hilarious. When you was talking about Linderbob, I, I thought of that. But yeah, of the quarterbacks <laughs> in, in this class, you know, somebody was talking about it today on Twitter that it's so set up, like when the Steelers took Ben in 2004, the Steelers could potentially be very similar for a guy like Malik Willis because of all the quarterbacks, he is unique in that he has that full combination of the incredible arm, the the great mobility. The only thing we just don't know is level competition and can he make the reads and progressions? Can he develop into that? Because he hasn't had to. And that's the big thing about mobile quarterbacks. They sometimes they they they're slow to learn to do those, you know, stand in there against the rush because they're they're like, hey, I can get out of here, I can make a play. Yep. Sometimes you got to stand there, face it down, take the big lick right when you're releasing the ball to make the the proper play, the you know the successful play, the game winning play. I, if you come in. Just like Ben was supposed to be able to set a year behind Tommy Maddox, right now you're like, well, he can set behind Trubisky. The comparisons are very similar. And so I can see that. I can see of all the quarterbacks, the one that would most compare for the situation this year to me would be Willis. Yeah. Willis Willis actually reminds me of Cordell Stewart. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that's not a a big gap, but – Cordell was that kind of guy and he needed some time and he needed, in my opinion, he needed an offense more like what NFL teams are running today. If you ran a read option offense with Cordell Stewart, he probably could have lit the league up and Mm -hmm. been a much more successful quarterback than he was. They just, the NFL wasn't ready for that. They weren't ready for that. And there was, there's rule changes that have made a big difference in that. The late hit rules where you're not like you have to, kind of watch how hard you hit a quarterback mm-hmm. has really opened up for things where the quarterback, you don't know if he's running or passing. 
it, it, it really opens that door to quarterbacks being more of a weapon without just the answer being take their head off and see how mm-hmm. well they, you know, like you knock them out of the game, they can't run on you. Uh, but I think Malik Willis, I think you're right. Malik Willis could be that kind of player if he falls. Do you see any other players in this draft that stand out to you, other positions anywhere that stand out to you as that kind of special, unique kind of player that could just be someone, something different, you know, and, and a standout for the Steelers? Well, you know, my draft crushes, um, Sky Moore. Yep. The Steelers need a slot guy. Mm-hmm. Sky Moore runs more of a full route tree than any other receiver outside of maybe one of the two guys from Ohio State. He he could come in and give them snaps from the slot instantly, but he's got that unique ability like A.B., who was his hero and who he wanted to emulate, his work ethic. He, I think he's good enough. He could play on the outside and, and develop into one of them type players. So – Chad Muma, there's five top guys and in, inside linebacker, and everybody has their favorite. But when I watch Muma, he is the most well-rounded. He's He's got above-average athleticism. He's got great leadership. He's super smart, intelligent. But if you watch him, he has he's very instinctual. Like, he will see the running back's going to not hit the – the first hole, he's going to swing a little wider and hit that second hole, and it's starting to open up, and he'll meet him there. Mm-hmm. But that's just a feel type thing. It's like Jack Lambert wasn't the greatest athlete that we've seen. You know, he was really tall, like a stork. Um, you know, I'm not saying Ted Hendricks tall, but he was tall. He was slender. I mean, by the end of the year, he'd lose down to under 220 pounds because, you know, he, he was just naturally not a thick guy. Yeah. But he had them feet, quick feet. He'd move, and he all, he never took a false step. And he it was a perfect form tackler. So growing up watching him, I compare all inside linebackers to Jack Lambert. So I thought Luke Keechley was a guy who was just totally well read. Mm-hmm. He he was so um, just a great football player. Just mm-hmm. you know and. I see a lot of guys that's got, like, I was a real big Devin White fan more than I was Devin Bush. And I think White has really played well. But of all the guys I've seen, I haven't seen another guy like Chad Muma in a while now. Now, that's how I felt about Creed Humphrey last year. I just thought he was the complete package, and he was a student of the game. And he had always been a center. You know, it ain't like he's moving around positions. You know you draft him. He's a center. Yeah. And – that's kind of like how I feel about Muma. I just think that he's got something special. He could be unique of the top five guys. It wouldn't shock me at all if he's the one that ends up being all pro regular. All right. All right. I want to want to move into because we've never we have never I haven't done any mock drafting of players. Mm-hmm. I haven't put anything out there in any any form, in any article, any podcast where I've actually named players. Uh, I don't want to do a full mock draft. I don't want to get into that. That's that's a, that's too much work, too much hassle <laughs> for me. But I want you to give me your top three players for the Steelers to end up with in the first round that are realistic, right? That are mm-hmm. that are kind of on the table that you think the Steelers could possibly pull off, including a minor trade up, like if they if you think that somewhere in that range. Uh, and then I want you to give me two players that you would rather not see drafted by the Steelers tomorrow that are that are common common things that people are saying they could take. Well, Wyatt from Georgia, we was all kind of getting behind him yeah. being a target. Now, I understand that the reports that have come out have been, you know, it's not been mainstream. This has been more of a, a, a small article and it's stuff that happened a few years ago. So yeah. if we know the stores have done their due diligence and they've yeah. looked into this as well as other teams. So the fact that it hasn't been a huge red flag, I, I trust the stores to make the right decision there. Of the two guys, I think Davis is the more dominant, has a chance to be the more dominant player. Uh, 
I think Wyatt is a good fit, but he's not a perfect fit. Whereas I do think Davis would be, uh, and especially with the run defense. I don't know how realistic Davis is. So yeah. Wyatt would be one that uh, you talked about it. If Hamilton was to keep falling, and it seems like he keeps he's slipping down there now in around 15 on some of these, you know, mock drafts on ESPN and, you know, the NFL Network. So he's not getting the love, but we got Edmonds back. But as you've said, and other people, he would give them so much flexibility because he can literally play four spots in the defensive backfield at a high level. That would be a guy that you'd really have to consider if, if he was to slide down. And then third, see, my problem is, is I'm seeing more getting picked at the end of the first round. Yeah. There is some guys that, that are going to be in that first round that sometimes London falls. You know, he's like Mike Evans-esque. Yeah. Uh, he, he's just, it would be so hard to pass him pass on him if he was to fall, but you don't know which one of them guys might. Um, again, I'd like to see a trade back, get additional picks and, and then get a guy like Moore or something late in that, that first round. But I think the third guy again is Willis uh, because I do think there's a chance he will fall to 20. I think that, you know, we see it with our comment board. I think that people are, a little bit scared because he make them progressions. He's got huge boom cape, you know, potential, but he also has huge bust potential. Just yeah. being honest. Cause you don't know how somebody's going to learn and progress. Um, I like his work ethic. I like his character. I would, if the stores feel, Hey, this is the guy to pull the trigger, but uh, that would be the three, the most realistic that I think they would really be excited if those guys end up, at 20 without having to trade up. Um, the guys that I don't want is you say, is it Thibodeau? Yeah. Yeah. If he fell, I don't want him to me. He is Javon Clowney 2.0. He's a freak athlete. He's going to make some plays. It's just going to be like, wow, you know, like Clowney, but mm-hmm. I don't like his motor. I don't think he's, it's a consistent motor. I don't think he's going to give you 100%. Kind of like we talked about uh, Miles Garrett, that if if things ain't going their way and the game ain't going his way, and he'll kind of mail it in a little bit. You know, you can you can make him lose that zest, that spirit, if you can hold up, and, and, and he's not being super successful. I see the same thing out of Thibodeau. And, and that happens when you got a lot of times the guys that are used to getting by on just straight, athleticism mm-hmm. i think you know that they can uh, i think they could disappear and and you know i don't want that in the first round draft pick um trying to think who'd be another guy that i'm not really interested in i'm i'm concerned about stingley just because he had that one great year as a freshman and you know, there's been injuries involved in the last two years. So, you know, he has that, but even when he was playing and he was relatively healthy, he didn't look like he did as a freshman. So for a first round guy, especially that high, that kind of scares me off. Okay. I'll give you mine here. I'd love uh, a Jordan David. Like you said, it's unlikely he falls, but if somehow Mm -hmm. that happens, uh, and and like you, I'm also in on Wyatt. That's that's a fine pick. But I would I would love Jordan Davis. Uh, another one. I'm gonna I'm gonna be with you here. Kyle Hamilton. Mm-hmm. I absolutely 100. Uh, percent I I think he. I think he's special. I I think like if you if you could draft Earl Thomas, would you like? Yeah, it doesn't matter <laughs> if you have two guys that can play. Like you you can get an Earl Thomas. I think he. Man, I think he falls somewhere. I think Hamilton in the long run spectrum falls somewhere between an Earl Thomas and an Ed Reed. Like, I don't think he's going to be Hall of Famer, but I think he's going to be really good. All right, good news here. We have – As you're going to say. Yeah, we got our guest here. Let's bring him in. 
let him get set up here for a moment. Okay. I crazy things happen when we are doing live shows. <laughs> and, uh, here we go. I think he's ready. Hello, Mark. Can you hear me? I don't know if he's hooked up yet. It, no, he's uh he's on mute. He's on mute. Hello, Mark. Can you can you hear me? I don't think you can hear me. I see he's mute. He's on mute. Okay. Let me let me. <laughs> How do I unmute him? I th- is it on his end? That might be on his end. Yeah, I think it's on his. There it is. There it All is. right. Can you hear me? You can't hear us. All right. Oh, um, the joys of technology. Yes. Well, we All hear right. you now. Yeah, we can hear you. I, he can't hear us say that. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll let him work on There's that. no sign language. As soon as <laughs> I don't know. As soon as he as soon as he can hear us, we'll, we'll get it in here uh, and, and get talking to him. In the meantime, let me finish up my list. Uh, so I went Davis. I went Hamilton. Uh, who was my third? I just lost my thought. Oh. Yeah, my third, of course, is Tyler Linderbaum. I, I still, if the Steelers end up with him, I'll take it and be like, okay, that's a serious investment on the offensive line. And <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I can't I can't get that image out of my head. Oh, my gosh. All right. We're losing our minds here on the uh, curtain call show. He's coming back in again. But real quick, the players I wouldn't want. I don't want. I actually don't want a wide receiver. I'll talk about that. You know what? Let's let's bring him in. See if he's in here. Hello, All Mark. Right, take number two. Take number can two. Me? I can hear you. Oh can right. Hear All right. Yes. Thank you and <laughs> welcome to the show, our guest for tonight, the host of the Believe in Steelers podcast. Mark, is it Bergen or Bergen? Ber- Bergen, you got it right. Jeffrey Bergen. and Shannon, okay. thank you for having me. For some reason, I had Thursday on the brain. My apologies. I'm going to bring it home here, though. Um, let, let's let's kick off right away. Um, tomorrow night with the drafts, my hope is that at number 20, Malik Willis, Jordan Davis are there. I don't think they will be at 20. So the question then becomes, <laughs> who's there? And so yeah. I think Wyatt out of Georgia would be a solid pick. You upgrade the interior of the line. Our beloved Steelers ranked dead last in the league in rushing yards allowed in the 2021 season. They still get after the quarterback. That's no knock on Cameron Hayward, who's in his 30s. Tyson Alulu is 34 years old. Stephon Tewitt's 28. Upgrade the interior, improve your run defense. And I think if Wyatt's there, that would be a solid pick at 20. You know, Pittsburgh typically doesn't move up in the draft. But I'll tell you what, if Willis or or Jordan Davis are there at number 20 and they passed on them, I don't know if I'd be able to get over it. So that is kind of my, my thought process going into tomorrow night. Hey, I'm with you. Willis has that kind of, you know, that's the kind of guy you pass on and he ends up in the Hall of Fame or you pass on and he does it. But you you just you don't want to be that you don't want to be one of those teams that sits there and looks at him when you're like and you're sitting there looking at him and he's lighting the league on fire. And you're just like, wow, we could have had him like all the teams that passed on, you know, Patrick Mahomes, the, the when the Cleveland Browns passed on Ben Roethlisberger, you don't want to be. In that situation, four years later, when he's playing in the Super Bowl, one hundred percent. And I think he has the most upside of any of the quarterbacks in this year's draft. He will yep. benefit from sitting. A lot of great quarterbacks have sat though, and it's easier said than done with the way that the salary cap structure is now, because yep. a good young quarterback outplays his salary almost immediately in this league. But a lot of good quarterbacks have sat. Mahomes sat. Big Ben sat. Roger sat. So, again, easier said than done. Willis will benefit to where he needs to go to a team where he doesn't have to be the week one starter. Yeah, I, I also – tell me if you think this – I'm wrong I'm on this, but I think the Steelers are a great place for a young quarterback to develop simply because you have a Najee Harris. You mm-hmm. have an investment in the offensive line going on. You have okay. a Pat Fryermuth, who who is a great, great, you know, like safety blanket type of option. For for the player, I I really believe that the running back tight end, that's the that's how you set up a quarterback for success. 
is you give them a run game. You give them a, a guy in the middle that can that can make plays when everything else fails. And I, I think because of that, the Steelers are a great place for a young quarterback. Sadly, there's not a lot of really good ones in this draft. And I think, like you said, Malik Willis is probably your best bet. Shannon, yeah. do you have any questions? Yeah, Mark, you did. Malik Willis, he was just talking about them. If both are there, you know, that I don't think that it's very likely, but if they're both there, which one do you think the Steelers should go for? Between Willis and Pickett? Yeah. No, Willis and Davis. Jordan Davis. Yeah. That's an excellent question. That is an excellent question. Um, man, that would be, I mean, that would be a great problem to have. And the mm-hmm. odds yeah. of that happening are so slim. If I had to pick one, I think Jordan Davis is more of a short thing. It's just, yeah. for me, yeah. the size and speed, I honestly think, and I know he's 6'6", but 340 and some change in a 47840, that is moving. That is moving. Yeah. yeah. I with Davis, yeah. I would honestly want him to lose a little bit of weight. I mean, it might sound crazy, but just to ensure that he can be a three-down lineman, that he can consistently stay healthy. I know he's a young man, but to me, I mean, here here's the way I look at it. My co-host Dyke Taylor had Jordan Davis as his top overall pick. He thinks that the Jags should draft Jordan Davis which I think he's nuts and he's not doing this for shock value. But the thought process is, is building your house from the ground up. And what he means by that is look at say the Aaron Donald type or back when Ike played the Casey Hampton type. If you can have someone on the interior of your line, take up two, maybe three offensive linemen, take up two gaps to where it makes everyone else's life easier. And someone else along the defensive front on the front seven gets a one-on-one matchup everyone else eats. I'm imagining this defense with, okay, Cam Hayward, who continues to get better and better, even though he's in his thirties now, that will eventually, he'll eventually have a regression. I don't know when that that will be, but it will happen. Father time catches everyone, but how much better that TJ Watt would be Cameron Hayward would be Alex Mm -hmm. Tysmith. Everyone else stands to benefit. And then that also shores up you don't know what you're going to get at the cornerback position. Is Joe Hayden coming back? We don't know that. But I'll tell you what, if you have a damn good front seven, that makes the back end of the defense life a heck of a lot easier. And with Willis, too, if you draft him, he's he's not going to be your week one starter. So, I mean, you brought in Trubisky for a reason on a, a very, very – savvy deal like the way i look at the the trubisky deal is i know there are incentives on that contract but seven million dollars per season in 2022 for what mm-hmm. a median salary is at the quarterback position that is a bargain so you're going to bring in trubisky steelers will need to bring in someone uh just because of what happened with Dwayne haskins r.i.p condolences but the reality is they will need another quarterback on the roster but if, if both Davis and Willis are there, get someone who can help you immediately and can shore something up that you're going to need, especially in the AFC North division, when you get into November, December, January, hopefully February, later in the year when it gets cold out and teams are going to run the ball the way that they did. I mean, Baltimore and Cleveland aren't going anywhere. Lamar Jackson's going to be back with the Vengeance this year. Baltimore's going to be healthy again. The last I checked in Cleveland, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are still in the backfield. If you have those teams that can just run at will on you, play after play after play after play, it's a glaring, glaring hole that the Steelers need to address. Hopefully they've done a little bit of that, at least with the signing of Miles Jack, but solidify the front seven because that could pre- that could present way bigger issues further down the road versus if it's something that you don't address immediately here, you know, starting Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So would you would you list defensive line as a priority pick? Even if let's say Jordan Davis, yeah, being realistic, he's not there at twenty. Let's okay. you know we've had comments in our chat being like, guys, be realistic. Neither <laughs> Willis or Davis are going to be there. If David Davis isn't there, right? Let's assume Davis is not there. Is defensive line still a priority? Is this like a top two rounds kind of thing where you where you've got to add somebody? Like you said, makes a big difference. I think I think anyone can see that the difference between 2020 and 2021 when, you know, you've got to it in Alu Alu versus when you don't have either of them 
and guys are losing one versus one, let alone being able to anchor against a double team. Offensive linemen are blocking Devin Bush, and the run game can't do anything. Is defensive line a priority, even if Jordan Davis isn't there? And and where 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 do you think the Steelers need to address defensive line? Do you think there is a thing where like, hey, we've got to get someone early in this draft, or is it you know a situation where if Jordan Davis is there taken, but if not, you know, don't worry about it. Jeffrey, you're answering, you're asking the question, so you already know the answer, right? So <laughs> edge rush, it's no secret. Edge rushing in this year's draft, the edge rushing position is loaded. There's not yeah. as much depth at the defensive tackle position on the interior. Yeah. So that's part of the reason why my co-host, Ike Taylor, had Jordan Davis going number one overall, because you can get a really good edge rusher later in the later in the draft because Trayvon Walker, Aiden Hutchinson, Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, George Karloftis, who's going to be the NFL's Greek freak. Mark my words about that. Uh, <laughs> Ebik Katie out of Penn State is really yep. good, too. Uh, the kid from Ole Miss, Sam Williams, is a good edge rusher. So at the edge rushing position, you have a ton of depth there. Interior, Jordan Davis. I like Devontae Wyatt, his Georgia teammate. Beyond that, there's a little bit of a drop-off. DeMarvin Leal out of Texas A&M is pretty good. Perrion Winfrey also pretty good. Both of those players, though, are less than 300 pounds. So they're not typically what you would expect from someone who's going to play, say, the nose tackle position. And I'm talking, again, the position Casey Hampton used to play up front where you can put yeah. him in a zero technique and a one technique, taking up the A-gap of an opposing team's offense between the center and a guard. Steelers need someone on in the middle and even to just, if they have a rotation, because if they get Alu Alu back, if they get Stefan to it back, Cam Hayward, we know what he can do. If you bring in some fresh legs to get into the mix, that could be key. <laughs> a guy I like for the Steelers, at least if they continue to run a three, four defense, Travis Jones out of Utah, not sure how long he'll stick <laughs> around for, but he's also a big, big man, six, four, three twenty-five as well. So Jordan Davis, again, probably won't be there at number 20. If he is, you cannot pass on him. You just simply cannot pass on him. And so it's like, I'm trying to manifest this, speak this into existence. I would love Malik Willis still on the board. Jordan Davis still on the board at number 20. Let's make this happen tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah, you you said it. Uh, I was getting ready to bring up Travis Jones because I believe he's maybe the best pure nose tackle prospect because he not only is great against the run, but as you said, he is a he is a big man, and he moves well, and he actually offers pass rush ability, which we've had Casey Hampton, and if Casey Hampton got really enraged, a couple times I've seen him get really, really mad, and he destroyed the center and put him right back into quarterback slap. But normally he didn't waste a lot of energy on the pass rush if he was on the field. But if Dan Rooney isn't the greatest stiller, I think you got to look at Mean Joe Green. And we're talking about the foundation of everything that the Stewards have become. And we've had guys like Mean Joe. Then you have a Casey Hampton. They need another foundation. And as you said, and that's why I like you said so high on Davis, because they need that. They don't have it at the moment. Tyson Alulu, he's done a wonderful job, but he's going to be 35 this year. So I'm like you. I think that defensive tackle is a priority to be either the first round or at least the second round. If they come out of them two rounds and they don't have one, I'm not going to be happy. Yeah. You're talking my Turkish, Shannon. I mean, in all honesty. <laughs> yeah. No, de defensive line for us is like, uh, we were this, they were this way on center last year. When they came out of the second round, they didn't have a center. I was losing my mind. I was on a post-draft pick report. Everyone's grading the pick. And I'm like, well, I like Pat Fryermuth, but where's the center? Like, there's no center. What are we doing? I was losing my mind. Uh, this, year, this year, it's a defensive line. I want to I shift away from that wide receiver. There are a ton of wide receivers to love in this draft. There's such – and there's a – I mean, glaring opening for the Steelers to pick up a wide receiver. Potential flexibility to play him wherever fits him. They've got some flexibility with Claypool and Johnson. Is wide receiver worth a first-round pick in this draft if you can get a really, a really, really good one that you're certain on? Or is this a position that, like, really you can get a second, third-round wide receiver? 
that you should stay the Steelers should stay away from a receiver in the first round. Well, it's no secret that the Steelers develop two positions very well, yeah. linebacker and wide receiver. So I'm honestly mm-hmm. not really mm-hmm. concerned whoever the Steelers draft at the receiver position because it, it's in the Rooney family's blood, Colbert and company. I, I mean, I could go through all the list of names of great yeah. receivers they've had down through the years. The key is, is that they need to be able to play in the cold weather. So whoever yeah. you draft, they have to be accustomed to playing with what the weather conditions will be at Heinz Field late in the season. That's really the key. I mean, honestly, it's like picking your favorite car in this, this because there are so many great receivers. I mean, you could go Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State. You could go with his teammate Chris Olave, who's deceivingly fast. You could go with the guy I call Mike Evans Light, Drake London out of USC. I haven't even mentioned Jamison Williams yet, who would be the top receiver in this year's draft, if not for an ACL injury in the national title game. Oh, and then Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. People are going to get hung up by the fact that he ran a 4.55 in the 40. Pop on the tape. He absolutely scorched SEC defense this last season. Size and speed. He never got caught on tape by SEC defensive backs too. So again, it's just kind of like what kind of flavor are you looking for? Someone to fill that third receiver, probably the slot receiving position because Claypool is a nice talent and hopefully he could build and go back to revert more to the form we saw from him in the 2020 season as a rookie. Not really concerned about Deontay Johnson at all, but beyond those two players, where's your receiving depth, a position that in my opinion was where the Steelers were deepest this past season. You know, Juju's gone, Chase Claypool's gone, Ray Ray McLeod are gone. You're going to need playmakers at the receiver position. Fortunately for Pittsburgh, they've never had problems developing at the wide receiver position. And I don't think this will be any different, especially considering the depth at that position in this year's draft. If you need a receiver in this year's draft or an edge rusher, great draft to need either of those positions because both of those position groups are absolutely loaded here in the 2022 draft. And of the two positions, both of them hold their value. And so it's a deep draft in both positions. But when you look at the amount of crazy, insane amount of money that's being thrown at wide receivers during free agency this offseason, I think the value for a first-round receiver is there, getting that fifth year of control. One guy we didn't mention – can play in cold weather. He's used to the cold weather because he's used to the four one two. We, you know, a guy named Sky Moore who just happens okay. to be my draft crush, the AB two And and everybody <laughs> knows I'm really high on Sky Moore. And if yep. if he get if the stewards are able to take him, and you hear somebody screaming <laughs> into the night sky, it could be me because I'm going to be stoked. If they are able to get Scott Moore, I'm going to be happy for him. And I'm going to be happy for all the Steelers nation. Cause I believe that he's going to be a steal, especially if they can get him in the second round. But I think they'd have to trade up in the second to get him. But what is your thoughts about Scott Moore? Shannon, let me say this. As soon as we get off this show, I'm going to hop off here. Send me your address. I'll send the sky Moore Pittsburgh Steelers Jersey to your home. In advance of the draft, just send me your address and your size, and I'll send that your way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh man! All right. Um, we're about we're we're closing in here on the end, so I want to do one last thing here for for all three of us here on the show. We'll start with you, Mark. Call the pick, first round pick. I think Steelers. it's going to be Devontae Wyatt out of Georgia at number 20. That would be my prediction. I'm hoping, listen, any draft going in, I want all the pandemonium, the chaos, you know, players bringing things up on stage that they don't normally do, you know, videos leaking out to where this player's stock is dra- uh, dropping because of something that leaked that they didn't want leaked and whatnot. I'm all for the pandemonium and the chaos. That's what I hope to- happens tomorrow night because it makes it a lot more fun. Compared to like last year, there were so many quarterbacks last year, and I felt like I knew a lot of the draft picks a little bit better. It's going to be a little bit of a different draft, but I just hope that it's absolutely nuts. And it should be too because it's in the city of sin, Las Vegas. I mean, like, listen, speaking about speaking something into existence, I would love to see like they're going to be 
bringing the players on water, like up to the stage. If one of the players <laughs> fell in the water tomorrow night, <laughs> it would be the most watched draft in NFL history. So I just hope there's absolutely pandemonium and chaos. At 20, I think the Steelers go Devontae Wyatt out of Georgia. What if they couldn't swim? <laughs> that would be hey. tragic. Hey, Roger Goodell exactly. diving in head first to save a first-round draft pick would be must-see TV. <laughs> he wouldn't get booed for that. <laughs> no, no. Oh, man. Shannon, Shannon, make your prediction. Pick First-round pick of the Steelers. This, tomorrow, whatever is happening, I've lost sense of all time. What's the pick? I'm going to say Jamison Williams. Jamison I think Williams. that. The- I think the people there's going to be some receivers go ahead of him because of the ACL and people want him to be able to play immediately. And I think that he, he'll fall to 20. And I think if he's there, stores will take. Wow. I like it. Okay. Jen, someone I haven't heard you talk about. That's impressive. <laughs> uh, for me, as tempted as I am to call Tyler Linderbaum, my draft crush in this one. Oh man. I'm going to go I – wa- I was actually going to go Devontae White, so now i got to go somewhere else because that's already been picked. Yeah, hop on Me board. Too. Hop on Me the too. train. <laughs> I'm going to go – you know what? I'm, I'm going to go with a crazy draft day. I'm going to go with the pandemonium. And I'm going to say the Steelers end up with Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame. Woo. <laughs> Value. <laughs> if he falls to number 20 – has yeah. no business. And again, people yeah. get caught up in a 40 time at four, five, nine, six, four, two, twenty. Look at his broad jump. It's nearly 11 feet. He's very explosive in short spaces. It's like having a linebacker at the safety oh, yeah. position and he could play anywhere. He can be your, your deep middle safety. He's played in a two highs played down in the box. So Kyle Hamilton's there at number 20, the previous 19 teams are doing it wrong. The previous oh, I, 19 I, picks. Yeah, I think I think the Steelers, in my in my opinion, in this scenario, in my fictional world where this happens, uh, it's a trade up. I think the Steelers, if he falls far enough, I think the Steelers would make that move. I mean, Terrell Edmonds, yeah, they re-signed him, but he's making less than Marcus Allen and Miles Boykin. <laughs> they two guys, two guys they just acquired for more than they're paying Terrell Edmonds, who leads the Steelers in snaps since he was drafted. I I just it it. It kills my brain. It would give you insurance next offseason as well when Minka's up and due for free agency. And then obviously Edmonds again coming back on that one-year deal. Shannon, I like your pick too of Jamison Williams because if not for that knee injury, he would be the top receiver in this year's draft. Whichever team gets him, John Mechie, George Pickens out of Georgia. There are a lot of good players who drop due to injuries, but once they get healthy and get right, it's like, wait a second, why did this guy go in the second round or the third <laughs> round or the fourth round? There would have been first-round picks, and Jamison Williams mm-hmm. is no exception to that. You pop on the tape, he runs away from everybody. That deep mm-hmm. speed, you you see it on film. If not for the knee injury, he'd be going top 10, no doubt. You know still the Chiefs might, won Still him. might, too. Still might, too. The, the Chiefs won him bad. Oh, uh, they can want you, him. Can you imagine? You, you, <laughs> oh, you swap out what you would need to pay Tyree Kill on his new mm-hmm. deal. You bring in Jamison Williams on a rookie deal, and you've got four more draft picks to spare as well. You talk mm-hmm. about reloading. You talk yeah. about reloading, going to KC, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and that offense. It's going to be fun tomorrow. It's going to be fun. Oh, tomorrow. All right. All right, Mark. Uh, let everyone know where they can see your stuff and uh, where they can find you. Yes, you can see on the screen right now, my handle on all social media platforms is at MD Bergen, M-D-B-E-R-G-I-N. I'm the host of the Believe in Steelers show, part of the Believe Network. We're on YouTube, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify. So check us out, Believe in Steelers, B-L-E-A-V, Believe in Steelers. Fellas, thank you so much for having me on. And and just, just to also help plug your podcast, Ike Taylor is his co-host, so you know that show is going to be entertaining. Ike Taylor is that mixture of crazy and genius that just creates chaos. I absolutely love him. Every time you see him with his, uh, when he hangs out with like former Steelers and his, and his old teammates, the stories are outrageous. And mm-hmm. it's clear that every single player on that team loved Ike Taylor. He, him to me, he is a fantastic, he's one of my favorite Steelers of that era. I think he's criminally underrated and just a fantastic personality. 
as well. So absolutely everyone go check out Believe in Steelers podcast, Ike Taylor and our, our good friend Mark here on that show. I, Shannon, I got to say something okay. to Mark. One, it's been a pleasure and we appreciate it. But you have to tell Swaggy P that all <laughs> Steelers Nation, we love to do. I mean, if if the man had hands, he'd be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> and and uh, it's the truth. He would tell you the same I, thing. I, I know no, he never gets sick because we love him, and and y'all great. So appreciate it. All right, Shannon. Do you have anything you want to plug? No, uh, just we're gonna be all over the place this weekend, and yeah. uh, tons of round tables after every pick, and and just check us out. All right, and uh, for me, uh, Dave Schofield and I are vertexes on Terrell Edmonds. All the different positions the Steelers lined him up in the last couple of seasons. He's played all over the field in all kinds of different roles. So check that out tomorrow. Uh, For Shannon and myself, thank you for listening to our show. Mark, again, thank you so much for being here. I know you're a a little late, but, hey, you made up for it. It was a great time on the show, great content. Uh, And for everyone on YouTube watching or listening to this on the audio platform. Have a great week. And as always, go Steelers. When I know that it can never really be the same. How could I move forward when I keep looking backward? I'm just standing still. How can I fight this obsession? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.